Good evening, one and all. This is W. Skimmilk, and welcome to the Just Skimming the Surface podcast. My guest today is Anthony Harden. Hello, Anthony. How are Hi. You? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good, good. Anthony is a theater student here in the School of Theater and Dance at Illinois State University. Could you tell us more about that? Uh, yes, I've been here for four years. I'm currently a senior uh, studying in acting and theater management, but I've dabbled in about everything here. Um, every area of focus, basically everything except sound design. So um, I have pretty good insight about everything, and I've been involved in a lot of different shows, um, worked with a lot of different people, so I've enjoyed my time here for that reason. Mm-hmm. How long have you been at ISU? I've been here since 2014. 2014? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's a long time. It is. <laughs> Jeez, so how old are you then? I'm 21. 21? Oh, so we're Yeah, my birthday's age. at the end of the month. We're I turned 22. Age. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... We're not that far apart. That's good. (laughs) And what do you do here at ISU? Um, Over the years, I've done so much. I'm currently on the board uh, for two organizations, Free Stage. I'm the co-president. And then Black Actors League, I am the current treasurer, but I've flexed around their exec board for the last uh, four years. And then um, for Free Stage, I've done a lot uh, for them. I was their production manager all last year, um, so... That's kind of my main roles that I've done here, other than acting on the main stage shows, also in um, off main stage and free stage shows and uh, MFA directed shows. So mm-hmm. I've done a whole lot of things here. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, could you tell me more about free stage? What is it? And what exactly do you do? Free stage is a lot. <laughs> um, free stage is an organization that basically gives our students all over the campus the opportunity to create their own theater, whichever. Um, whatever kind of theater they prefer. So um, if you have a passion for a show that you really want to direct or you've always wanted to design or um, you want to act in, like we make that possible off of the main stage. So Free Stage is basically the, I call it the mother organization of the School of Theater and Dance uh, just because we kind of, we have a hand in everything. Uh, We put up a big fringe festival every semester. We've ranged from doing 12 plays a year to 24. So, I mean, we, and that includes musicals and stage readings and all types of things that you can ask for. So, um, yeah, Free Stage is a big, big operation. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like it. Um, Have you been in any other Free Stage shows or... I have. Um, last year, we put on 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, that was my third time in that show. <laughs> um, I love the show. It was my third time in it. So um, that was a big one that I acted in. Um, i trying to think. I know I've been in other free stage shows. Um, free stage and Black Actors League uh, combined on a show my freshman year. And so that was my first show, which is crazy thinking back to that long First ago show here at yeah ISU. wow so long ago <laughs> gosh i feel old <laughs> same here don't feel bad being in classrooms with freshmen all the time is just not fun <laughs> yeah should you tell me more about uh black actors league black actors league is oh how do i explain it basically it's an organization that came together to celebrate Um, black arts Mm -hmm. so I mean it's not an organization where you have to be black to be involved it's more or less appreciating and celebrating the the black arts um, and motivating our students to recognize that there are other plays out there other than um, fences or raisin in the sun like 
we're trying to get people to realize that the shows that are out there are not only these main stage light shows that you may see. I mean, we have so much out there that we just don't know about or that we don't see as often as we should. Mm. So um, Black Actors League focus is to do shows and to read shows and um, to write. I mean, we've done so much. I wrote a show for Black Actors League a couple of years ago. So it's just about exploring our culture. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it focuses in. <laughs> Do you ever find any difficulties with putting on productions with Black Actors League? Um, not difficulty. The, recently, we haven't done as many shows, which makes us a little sad. Um, black Actors League was formed at a time also where uh, black actors were not being cast as much here at Illinois State. So um, that gave them the opportunity to put up their own shows. So now that... Um, there are fewer of us, and then also we are all almost always cast um, in the main stage shows. It makes a little trouble for us to be able to uh, put on as many shows, but expect something from us soon. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Definitely. Uh, tell me more about main stage. I saw you in uh, All's Well That Ends Well this past semester. Oh, main stage. Um, <laughs> main stage is, I love being in main stage productions, as I'm sure everyone does. It's just a big amazing machine (laughs) I think that's the best way I can explain it because it's a whole bunch of people all having different uh, parts in the show to create this big art that we all love and uh, main stage gives me a lot of input in what the real world is like um, how everyone has a part and how we all come together to do this part and put up these shows Um, I've been I don't know how many main stages I've been in I think I did four that sounds right. <laughs> I've done four main stages over the last uh, four years, um, and they all are completely different from each other. There's not one show here I've done that I'm like, oh, that reminds me of the last one I did. Mm-hmm. All completely different shows. Um, so main stage gives a lot of opportunities to not only actors, but designers and producers. Um, and especially for me being an actor, um, I've done a lot of things on the design side, um, as I know a lot of other people have as well. Um, so it's a great way for us to be able to explore more than just acting, um, but design elements. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are there any? Is there any bit of advice you'd give to the freshmen who first auditioned for their main stage shows in the past few weeks, mm-hmm. and some of them didn't get? Well, most of them didn't get cast. Is there? What, what would you say to them? You have time, honestly. Um, I didn't get cast until my second semester, sophomore year. Um, You have plenty of time. It's not something that has to happen your first semester. You're not going to lose your craft or forget why you came here. Um, We're lucky to have other organizations where you can do um, things like Free Stage or Normal Humor or, you know, all these different organizations through the School of Theater and Dance that make it so we're not losing our craft. So main stage is very important. But don't think it's your only option. Mm -hmm. Speaking of freshmen, I noticed that you're in um, Theater 101, which is pretty much an introductory course. It is. Um, (laughs) How does does it feel to be in a class with uh, new transfer students and freshmen? Do you feel like you're still learning, or does it feel kind of repetitive at this point? I don't think it's repetitive. as odd as this is going to sound, their energy that they bring into the class reminds me of who I was three years ago, and I've regained a lot of the energy I had being new here. Um, 
And I think that's just what college is. You know, mm-hmm. you come in with this energy that's so bright and uh, there's so many possibilities. And I think over the years, you might lose that a little bit. And so being in that introductory class, I was like, oh gosh, I have to be in Theater 101. <laughs> it was like, all great. All these new people. All these new people, all these freshmen. But honestly, they've taught me more than I thought they were going to teach me. I, I originally, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this now. Uh, I originally thought it was going to be a blow-off class. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't say that. Um, but I did. And, like, I've gotten a lot out of this class. And just in presentation and energy, um, not only the type of energy you bring into the room, but the way that the people around you can provide energy for you. And that can go both good and bad. But for this class, it's been good. And so... Um, yeah, it was. It's weird being a senior in a freshman transfer intro class, almost. Um, but it's very enlightening, and yeah. it's been a positive experience. Well, you and I are super seniors, so oh we're like gosh. a whole year ahead of them too. Oh, <laughs> we're almost done. <laughs> almost done. So, what's your major again? I'm acting in theater management. Acting theater management. So, what exactly makes that different from any other major here in the school of theater and dance? Ooh. Um, Oh, that's not an easy one to answer. Um, (laughs) Theater management is one of the underdogs of this program, I think. Um, And I say that because we don't have a teacher that is mainly focused in it anymore. And we also don't have as many of us uh, here. So when I came in um, as theater management, it was me and one other girl, uh, Gabby Munoz, who is actually the only other person in my grade with theater management. So it's been us two for the last four (laughs) years. Um, So it being such a small program, um, it's a lot of learning from your professors outside of the classroom. And I think here what I've gotten the most is Um, out of my theater management degree is my professionalism and my understanding for how the industry works. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of confusing in the way of, you know, you come here for a program that um, you thought was a lot bigger and you find out it's not, and then you get to create your own opportunities in learning about your industry. Um, So it's kind of confusing in some ways. I mean, I came here as a triple major because I was also theater ed back in the day. (laughs) So I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll I'll dive into theater management later. And later just got pushed off. And so I'm taking some business classes as well to, uh, you know, learn more as I can. Um, My mentor, Adam Fox, uh, teaches me a lot. So it just depends. Honestly, a lot of my learning for theater management has come from outside of the classroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of the things I like best about theater majors, especially here at ISU, is that they require a lot of classes that normally wouldn't be required for that major, such as acting majors having to take uh, stage craft and stuff like that, or design classes. Um, Would you recommend acting majors or any other majors to take your business sort of classes? I would say yes, Um, mostly because I bring a lot of light into the artsy side of business um, in the business class I I am in, and they enjoy that a lot. I also learn a lot more about just how money flow works and um, how our industries are built. 
I've learned a lot about how uh, academia gets their funding, which has been very enlightening for me. And now I understand so much. Um, so, yeah, I definitely suggest that. I think um, the one thing I do love about having the programs we have is we're required to learn other things than just theater. Um, and as theater, we imitate life. And so to imitate life, we need to understand life in the many aspects that it is. So I recommend anyone taking any course that is outside of theater just for the aspect of you get to learn something that is not your general comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, the business classes were not easy for me to jump into. Um, I find the current one I'm in very difficult because it's a lot more about paperwork than it is presenting something. I can present anything to you and make it sound like amazing really easily because that's my job yeah. um, as an actor is to you know sell you what I'm the lines I'm giving you. Um, but when I have to fill out paperwork and I have to create all these spreadsheets, that's not where I'm comfortable. But I'm learning and I'm understanding how that side of the business works. So would you say you prefer acting over all these spreadsheets and paperwork? Yes. <laughs> and how long have you been acting for? Oh, my first time acting, I was 12. 12. My mom will say I was acting since I was born, though. Um I'm a very big personality, you could say. So, um, never, never would have guessed. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so my mom would say that I've just always been really extra. I used to watch TV and recite exactly what they would say back, and she's just like, she would just look at me like, well, "Why does he do this?" <laughs> like I'm imitating what I see because it's what I enjoy. So um, yeah, I've been acting much longer than I've been on a stage, but uh, since I was about twelve. 12. Okay, yep. so that's about middle school, right? Yes. Uh, what kind of shows did you do in middle school and high school? I was the, in high school, I was the strict play person. I would only audition for the plays. I didn't like musicals. Oh. I was like, ugh, no, oh, I don't, no. I don't like, I was like, <laughs> I don't like singing, I don't want to dance, all this. So I was always cast in, we did three shows. We did, um, a one-act play is where it was all designers or producers. We did a fall play, and then we did a musical in the spring. So, like, fall, I was completely busy. <laughs> so, like, all right, yay, I get to do my one show a year, and then I get to go direct something. Um, and then I chill for the spring because I didn't want to do the musical until my senior year. Oh, so, yeah. Yep, and that's the first time I did Putnam Spelling Bee. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a new appreciation for musicals and such, would you say? Yeah. Definitely. I think um, Illinois State taught me that a lot. Um, the first show, main stage, I was cast in was an uh, American opera called Street Scene. And so I had to learn to use my voice again, um, which I originally wasn't comfortable with. I was like, oh, okay, I'll audition. Lori Adams actually made me audition. She's like, I've hear, heard you sing in the hallways. You need to go and audition. I was like, okay, Lori. <laughs> so um, Lori kind of pushed me into that, so thank you, Lori. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that made me open up. And then as I went on throughout that whole year, I say it's my year of musicals. Because over the summer, I did two musicals. I did Jesus Christ Superstar and Children of Eden. I came back here in the fall, and I did Wyora. Um, and my part mostly focused on vocals. So um, everything I did, I was singing. So it was kind of like a year of my voice. So um, that year was very important to me. So how do you feel 
high school and middle school kind of theater differs from what you're doing now here in college? Ooh. Um, I came from a very underappreciated theater program. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one teacher who had to manage seven classes. She was the producer, the designer, everything you can name that was the technical side of it, other than the stage manager. So um, I think being here and knowing that everyone has a job um, and there's so many people on a team that have to work together um, is the biggest difference I've seen. Um, I've also, I know a lot of people are probably think like oh high school theater it's not that well done i don't think it's that i think um we're given more tools in college um to create this theater that's better in that sense um just because we have the time to do so Mm -hmm. um and i've seen a lot of great work come out of high schools even middle schools um i think the difference comes in time and comes in how many people are in the classroom. Um, so that's why I'm like a big person on theater education for that one reason of the more people you have, the better education the students get, also um, the better quality of shows uh, they get. And it amazes me when I see students here and they're like, oh, I've done these very big, big musicals. And I'm like, how? Where? Who did? <laughs> where did you get these people? Like, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I guess that would be my big difference, I would say. Um, But I have such appreciation for younger theater. Um, TYA shows are beautiful to me. I think it's just all in the eye of the beholder, and I think you have to find the appreciation in every piece of theater or every piece of art. So as an actor, how do you get yourself into character? Okay, I'm weird. So (laughs) I get myself into character a lot different than most people do. Um... I'm a very high-energy person, and the energy I have is always too much, which sounds very weird, and probably everyone would disagree, but I think I'm just always too loud, so I have to very much settle myself to get into character. So I put my headphones in, I listen to very calming music, um, and that's kind of just how I get in my zone. I think that um, just trapping myself in my head helps me a lot. Um, It brings me to a normal level of energy. <laughs> I've, I always say the one thing I've never been told is you don't have enough energy and you're not loud enough. That's like the two things I've never been told. <laughs> so um, that's just kind of what I have to do, I think, um, especially with my more serious roles that I've had to play because I can't go up there cheesing and smiling at the fact that I'm killing someone. Or yeah. like, you know, oh. I don't know what to use as the example, but like that idea of you have to settle and control your energy. And um, you can have positive energy and still ha- be energetic, um, but that doesn't mean you have to be smiling or, you know, basic stuff like that. So, wow. I think that it just comes into... Um, yeah, just settling myself. I have to be with me. Have you tried any other sort of ways that you've seen other people do? I know some people do yoga. Some people just walk <laughs> straight into it. Um, I, I know a lot of people that walk straight into it, and I don't know how. Um, which, great for them. I'm just so like, you literally walk off the street and walk right into space and you're ready? And I'm like, no. Um, I've, I've tried yoga before uh, when I took... Uh, Connie's voice class uh, I like yoga um, but I gotta be in the mood for yoga that's what I'll oh, say I um, 
Yeah, yoga's not for everybody. <laughs> no, I um, completely agree. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. I was just so like, oh my gosh, do we have to stretch again? Sun salutation again? And like, um, so yoga, I've used it actually a lot as a calming uh, sense or a mechanism. So yeah, I would say yoga is actually a really great way. I think another way is also um, just surrounding yourself with the type of energy you want to be. Uh, on the shows I've worked in, there's so many... I love Illinois State because there are so many great people here, and I really do mean that. Like um, The energy that people bring and the fact that we have people here that want to be here and want to create theater, um, surrounding myself with those people helps so much. Um, just because even if I'm having a bad day, there are certain people around you that won't let you have a bad day. And um, they're all like, you know what? That might have happened out there. We're in our happy spot. And that's really what it is. It's our happy place. Mm-hmm. So even though you've been here for a few years and you're a super senior, you know, you've been all around the block and everything. Do you ever have any experiences that make you think, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Yes. <laughs> um, I think doubt goes through a lot. And I think this is kind of one of those things I like to tell like freshmen of sometimes it's just not in your cards. Um, and you can have a passion for something, you can want something, but it's not always right for, one, what you need now, and two, for what might have been right for a production. So I think there are moments where, you know what, we don't get our way. Um, and you're like, wow, am I not good enough? Is that my fault? What did I do? Do I not deserve to be here? And I don't think it's that, but I think we need to realize that we're just always not going to be right for it. And I guess... You know, being rejected is part of this business. And I think those moments where I've been like, I don't know if I belong here anymore or if I fit here anymore came from those rejection moments. Um, But I don't feel that anymore. I I feel like I came to Illinois State for a purpose. Um, Something drove me here. I stayed here for a reason. And I've gotten a lot out of my education here. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like it. How many times did you change majors? (laughs) In or outside of the theater major? Both. <laughs> Just Okay, I can go down the line, I think. <laughs> I was uh, theater ed, then I went to psychology, then I went to criminal justice, then I went to business management, then I went to, I went, now, and then I was theater management to stay. I dropped theater management for a semester, because I was like, I don't know if it's right for me. Um... But yeah, so I was always, I've been a triple major every semester I was here until I finally was like, all right, acting and theater management, that's it. And I also went back to theater at three times. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a mess. Well, the best thing about theater, though, is like we said earlier, we're taking all these classes, even if we're just an acting major, taking stagecraft sort of classes mm-hmm. or makeup and stuff like that design and everything that um even if we have been in other fields they can still be applied to what we do here in the theater definitely Definitely. like criminal justice and everything like that having that knowledge playing a part that is a lawyer or a police officer like already you know more than any other actor going into that role definitely yeah it's that's a big reason why I'm all about, you know what, take those other classes because you're going to gain something from it, whether you know it or not and whether you use it now or later. Yeah, definitely. So do you feel that the acting classes that you've taken here at ISU or the theater-related classes you've taken here at ISU have helped you grow as an actor 
do you think they're useful to you as an actor or do you think that people can just go ahead and act without having to take any sort of training or classes whatsoever I'm no <laughs> I'm not a big fan of just go out there I mean and some people can do it and I completely respect it um, no I think no matter what I have gotten something out of every class I've taken here and even if you don't want to be an actor I suggest taking an acting class mm-hmm. um, just because it teaches you a lot about yourself um, I had a big fear of Shakespeare um, huge fear I was going to say big's not not a big enough word huge <laughs> fear of uh, Shakespeare and to the point where I was all like I, I can't take the Shakespeare class here I was like I refuse I can't do it I will do whatever I have to do to not take this class and um, I got in that class and I held myself back a lot because I was so f- afraid um, and then when I got to a point where I was all like okay let that all go you're here to learn something and I've taken so much out of every class here, but I've taken so much out of that Shakespeare class. Um, and a lot about that class was just believing you can do it. I made a decision that, oh, I couldn't do it, so I don't want to do it. And you know what? Sometimes we make those mistakes, and that's one of my bigger mistakes is the fact of I wasted time by assuming I couldn't do it, so I didn't get everything I could have got out of that class, which is my own failure, and it is what it is. But, um, no, I, I suggest everybody take a class. And if there's something you're afraid of, take it. There's not one acting course I've taken where I did not get something out of it. Um, and whether that was the initial intent um, or, or not, I mean, it's just all about what you take from it and what you can experience. But I'm very grateful for the classes I've taken here. I'm grateful for every mistake I've made. I'm grateful for every time I got yelled at. Um, Sometimes you need to be yelled at. I'm a firm believer in it. Um, So, no. I I suggest that everyone take as many acting courses as they like. I suggest you take as many classes as you like in the theater department. Um, The one thing I will say is there's nobody here that doesn't want to be here as a professor. Now, there's some teachers that may give a little impression that they're over you, but (laughs) don't take that to heart. It's just the fact of a lot of our teachers know we can be more, and when we don't give them more, it's kind of, it's definitely an injustice to ourselves, but when our teachers expect a lot more from us, I mean, they expect you to give your all, and they can see when we're not, and you can feel when you're not. So um, take as many classes as you want. Take classes for pleasure if you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a friend who teaches middle school. Okay. And um, at her specific school, they actually require you to take a theater class every single year. Good. Which, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's fantastic. But I know a lot of other schools are actually cutting theater programs and different fine arts programs. How does that feel to you going into the business side of things where you're trying to bring people into the theater? It, it really upsets me that like arts classes in general are being cut um, because there are certain people that rely on those classes that those art classes are the only class they want to go to. Um, so as a business person, it scares me because as that happens, we lose younger audiences being interested in theater as they grow up. Um, I knew I wanted to be a part of theater 
from that young age of 12 because I was all like, this is where I feel good. Um, and we're going to lose students that don't know theater because we're cutting it from our schools for whatever reason. Um, so it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I want theater, I want art to be a part of every school because that is, that's a whole side of your brain. Like when they say the artistic side and the logical side, I think that's what they say, right? Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) There's two sides of your brains. We all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like that's a whole side of your brain you're not going to use because you're not getting those art classes. You don't get to go draw something or paint something and you don't get to go act in a class or the fact that I'm hearing about schools cutting music programs. That's a little scary to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I can I can't argue for anything but the fact that music classes are being cut where I know a lot of schools hold music up higher than they hold sports um it, it's scary that arts are being cut like this um and wherever and if I have kids wherever they go <laughs> they're going to somewhere where arts I don't care I'm not saying my kids have to be artsy people but they're going to get exposed to it in some way because it's important yeah, definitely, definitely. So going back into your experience in mm-hmm. acting and everything, uh, would you say that it's useful to get a degree in acting? I know a lot of people, usually if you tell them that you're going for an acting degree or a theater degree, they ask you, okay, what, what are you, you going to do, do with, with it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, I hate this question. Not towards you. Oh, Just no. when you people ask that. Um you know what? First of all, my degree is my degree. I should be able to get whatever I want uh, without judgment. But the fact of, I think acting gr- degrees are very important for people that might not even just want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. You learn so many skills from being an acting major. I have the ability to communicate, the ability to debate. Um, I, I can analyze anything because that's what my theater degree gave me the opportunity to do that. Um, and so I'm going to do a lot of things with my acting degree. Yeah. Um, you paid enough money. I was going to say, I, I earned it. <laughs> um, so I do, when people say that, you know what, acting degrees are just as important as any other degree. Um, in acting majors, we do not have it easy. Um, it's not an easy major. Yeah, not at all. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm here till 11 o'clock at night. Um, so I don't want to hear that. But uh, I definitely suggest that if you're passionate about it, if you want it, you'll take it. And so an acting degree, there's nothing wrong with it. I encourage it. It teaches you a lot more. And it's not all about acting. All right. So here's an easy question okay. now to follow up all this uh, difficult deep kind of philosophical questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of your favorite shows that you've ever been a part of? Here? In general. Mm, that's not as easy as you thought it was. <laughs> um, I did a show called Someone Who Will Watch Over Me last spring. That sounds right. And um, that show taught me a lot about myself, a lot about who I was as an actor. Um, And it's not a funny show. (laughs) Like, it has lighter moments, but it's not like a fun show that everybody's like, oh my gosh, we're going to go see this show. Like, um, but it it taught me 
a lot. And it taught me about who I was as an actor and who I was as a person. And so um, I would say that's probably my favorite show I've ever worked on. So shows like that, the more serious shows and shows for social change and stuff, they usually lose out when yes. places are choosing productions to do. Yeah. Because a lot of the boards want to focus more on what's going to put people in the seats. Which like are musicals. Well-known musicals, <laughs> Disney. Yeah. And, like... Well-known plays like Shakespeare, someone knows Romeo and Juliet, okay, we'll do it, yeah. put people in the seats. How do you feel about that? There's more to theater than Shakespeare in musicals. That's what I'm going to say about that. I just, um, I have an appreciation for both, and they're both very important. But we lose sight of, there's so many plays out there. Um, and if we take risk on those plays... It would. I think it would always work out. And I think sometimes you're going to have to take downfall. Um, but they're important. And I think that the fact that they lose, we lose sight of these, like, big dramatic plays or, um, you know, even the comedies. We lose sight of the comedies a lot. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, and I wish that we did them more. I wish that we had the opportunity to do them. And I think that's kind of something Illinois State has been given um, some grief about because we sometimes do shows that don't fill our audiences, but there's something that either our director is passionate about or they're going to teach the students. And so I, I'm glad Illinois State does it. I think that they give us a good diverse season, um, diverse in as an idea of uh, comedies or dramas or educational uh, shows and the idea of learning something about something different uh, or something that isn't the norm. So I, I'm appreciative of that. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I just wish that we did, or not we, just the world in general, um, remembered those dramatic plays and remembered those uh, beautiful comedies. It's not all Shakespeare and it's not all musicals. There's other things. <laughs> So what do you feel we can do to get those people who watch, who sat in and watched, say, like Shrek the Musical, to come back and see our production of A Lie of the Mind or Barry Child, a Sam Shepard serious play that maybe not everyone's heard of and maybe not everyone is into? How can we get them to come see that show? I think first we need to work on marketing. Um, Illinois State Theater Program needs to work on marketing. Um, we're currently being run by a marketing team, uh, which is approximately four to six students. I'm one of them, um, <laughs> who try our best, but we aren't focused in marketing. We're also full-time students that are all actors as well. So, I mean, um, to get anybody in these seats, we need to hit marketing hard first. Um, so that's my first suggestion. But I think that to get those people, we need to start... I don't know. There has to be some type of way to get these people in. And I don't know how to do it. And I don't think it's 100% a marketing problem. I think our audiences are slowly losing faith in anything they don't know. Which is kind of scary to me as um, both a theater goer and as an actor. Because there are so many shows out there. But people are like, I've never heard of that. Who's that playwright? And we're going to skip out on that one and wait for the next Shakespeare show. <laughs> like, So um, that's kind of where my fear comes from. It's that the unknown title is a title that's not good. 
I get you. Yeah. Now, going back into the acting side of things, have you ever had any sort of experience in a show where you were just like, wow, like, how did they do that? Like, how did they think to do that as an actor with their lines, with their inflection, with their movement? Just random. Oh, points. I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. As an actor, when I. Hmm. I loved watching The Flying and She Kills. Um, I wish um, Angie Milton was amazing at it. Um, all my kudos go to her for that flying. Um, and kind of when it's this idea of just a magical theater environment, it's it's very beautiful to me. And it's also like, how the heck did you do that? Yeah. Um, so, like, as an audience member, when I saw Aladdin in Chicago in the magic carpet, and I could not for the life of me find wires. And, like, I was sitting with my friend, and he's all like, what are you doing? I go, I'm looking for the wires. I'm trying to figure out how this thing is flying. <laughs> um so kind of the magic of it I also have been in shows where I've experienced the way that people have said lines hit me every single night and I didn't know why but it was it was like a powerful punch um I think that's something big that happened to me recently in uh, All's Well That Ends Well um there were so many moments where I felt drawn in by um my fellow actors and the way they were speaking and it was it's magical in that way. It's, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, this past summer, I was in a production of um, Young Frankenstein the Musical. Okay. I played Dr. Frederick Frankenstein. Nice. And I had a great time with the show. Wonderful time. I thought we had a great cast and everything. But honestly, after coming here for the semester and taking this acting class that I thought was going to be just like the ones I took at Columbia, mm -hmm. just like everything I already know, just a refresher course that I didn't need to take, Honestly, I look back and think of all the things that I would have done differently and how I could have made my performance better. Do you yeah. ever have moments like that? All the time. Um, definitely. I took a musical theater class uh, last semester with Connie, and it was so enlightening of the way that, you know what, musical theater is not just singing. It's We forget about the acting portion. We really do, because if our voice is beautiful enough, people don't care. Yeah. And that's kind of just something that we kind of get stuck in. And so she reminded me a lot of that. And it made me want to go back to the previous year and relook every role I did with uh, musical theater over the summer. Because I wasn't acting. I was just making sure my voice was great. Um, so I definitely think we walk into some classes and we're all like, we got this. And so I walked into musical theater and I was all like, I got this. It's going to be great. I have my book. I know what songs I'm going to sing. And I was all like, what do you mean I have to act while I sing? I'm already singing it well. Isn't that what you asked for? And Connie's all like, this is musical theater for acting. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I read the thing. I just thought you meant, like, for acting majors. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of where my mind goes. I, I've definitely had those moments over the years. Yeah, definitely. So doing these acting courses and everything in uh, this semester... We're talking about moments of truth. Oh. So finding that moment of truth, uh, counting the chairs rather than thinking of what your next line is. Do you find that easy? Do you find it comes to you easily? Or do you still find yourself trying to figure out what your next line is on stage? It depends on the scene. Um, we did Harvest last spring. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, last spring. <laughs> and 
that was a show where every night I didn't have to think about a single line. I felt it. Um, so I'm, I'm very much led by emotion, which a lot of people are. Um, but when I connect with something so deeply, that's when that comes for me. Um, but I've, I've also been in moments where I'm all like, okay, so what's the next line? Mm-hmm. And like I do, I'm great at dramatic pauses. So people are like, "Oh wow, that was a beautiful pause." And I'm like, "No, nah, I just forgot the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens. People forget lines, okay? Um, so especially during Shakespeare, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've it's it's not that that's become easier for me. I just have learned to focus on presentation in a way. Um, not in the sense of don't think of the line you're putting on a show, but the idea of these people came here to see something beautiful and they can, I can tell when someone is searching for the line in their head and I know an audience can tell. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of where it's come from. The idea of, I wanted to hide those kind of lines, um, that are rolling across my eyes as I look in the air, um, to find, to find that control and to find that connection where I don't have to search for lines, I feel lines and they come to me, um, has been a beautiful thing. And I wish I would have learned it a lot earlier, uh, but I have it now. So, <laughs> Do you have a most memorable moment in a show that is a moment of truth that you were like, man, I can't believe like that I felt it then? Uh, yes. So during Someone Who Will Watch Over Me, which will always be my favorite show I ever did. Um, My character has a a breakdown where he's been uh, locked in a prison uh, for about, at this point, it would have been six months. And he's uh, freaking out, missing his parents, missing his life. And um, I have to have a breakdown on stage, which is very heartbreaking. And I felt it so hard that I had to stop for a moment because I was crying and I couldn't breathe for a sec uh, as I was giving my lines and I was like, wait, like, you're so far in it and it was so great, but I was like, pull yourself back just a little bit because you're not getting your lines out. And although visually it was great to watch, I didn't want to give them, I didn't want to take away the words from them because those words were written for a reason. Um, But that was definitely the moment. And that was the moment where I knew that no matter what I end up doing after I graduate, I will always be an actor. So which do you like better, acting or being an audience member? (laughs) Um, I'm the loudest audience member you'll ever meet for anyone that's ever sat next to me at a show. So um, I love being an actor, but I'm I'm so vocal as an audience member. It can get me in trouble. (laughs) I, I can't answer that question for you. It's an equal, it's a 50-50, because I love, I love watching something and reacting to it. And if you get me to be vocal during your show, just know you're doing great. Um, one of my friends during an intermission one time sent me a text, and she's like, do you not like the show? You're quiet, and you're never quiet. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I gave myself away. I'll make some noise second hand. sorry. Because <laughs> literally, I'm just, I'm always loud. It's great. Um... Yeah, I can't give you an answer. (laughs) I really can't. So on the opposite side of things, we were talking about moments of truth Mm -hmm. and finding that. Have you ever found yourself as an audience member watching a show and thinking, man, I could have done that better or they should have done that better? 
That's like the rudest thing to think, but yes. <laughs> I feel I feel bad when you're sitting there like moments and you're like, that did not land for me. Well, it's bad to think that, but as theater majors, we're supposed we're, to be I mean, definitely. Critical. And there's nothing, and I have a big thing with, it's one thing to say, I don't like that. Mm-hmm than to say, I wasn't feeling this because you didn't make me feel like this, or I didn't, I didn't land that. You know, um, I think a lot of people have a thing where they're just like, I didn't like it. And I'm all like, okay, back that up with some facts, please. So, um, yeah, several times I'm all like, yeah, I wasn't feeling that. Um, it just wasn't, it didn't land for me. Or the fact that you... Um, didn't portray what I thought the script was. And I think that's a lot of things of... We often portray something as the way we've seen it or the way we've read it, and then it doesn't land for you. So, um, I yes, I have been that person that's all like, I could have done that. <laughs> um, I think we've all done it sometime. Don't make me feel guilty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I find myself doing it quite a bit, and I'm mm. not even that good at acting. So. <laughs> Lies. Um, so, backing off of that, mm-hmm. how do you tell someone, tell a student or some a fellow actor that you feel they could be doing something better? Do you mean after I'm seeing a performance or during? Both. Through the rehearsal process, after a performance, anything like that. I think that's a really tricky situation in the fact of I'm a firm believer of the director is the director and I'm an actor. Yes. Um, so actor to actor, I can't see myself doing that. I can tell someone, hey, I'm not feeling something that I think I should be feeling during this. Can we try a different approach? But I can't be I can't say, you know what, you're not doing it. I need you to switch that. <laughs> um, I'm very big on, you know what, not to be rude, but we as actors need to stay in our place sometimes. Definitely. We're not directors. Definitely. Um, we're here to learn and we're here to create a vision that the director wants and maybe you're giving what the director wants and I'm just not feeling it that's something I need to work with Um, on a different hand when I am being a director um, I think in the rehearsal process there's nothing wrong with saying let's try a different approach and I think a lot of people see as I don't like what you're doing change it Um, it doesn't have to be a negative. I think sometimes something just doesn't work, and that's okay. Uh, we just have to figure out something that does work. So that's a really tricky position to be in, um, especially actor to actor. I can actor s- to actor. <laughs> there's a lot of superiority complex. Oh there. yes, and there's a lot of people that are all like, "Oh well, I'm a senior and you're a sophomore, so you know, I need you to take this advice." I'm like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I was cast beside you, not, uh, like, for you. Like, it's it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about respect, and I think sometimes if you even need to be like, hey, director, um, I'm just not feeling this. I don't know if that's something we can adjust sometime other, or, you know, I don't know. But I don't think that it's respectful to correct another actor. Um, I've had that happen to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's just all about respect. And I think respect is a big thing that we need to remember in this field as well. Um, being an actor is a very vulnerable, uh, job. We have to put ourselves on display. We have to give up this emotion to be vulnerable. And so it's all about respect. And I, I hope people don't lose it. And I always ask for it. 
Like, especially as a director, I'm like, this space, we're respecting everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just something you have to learn as both an adult, as a student, and as a fellow actor. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from your acting classes here at ISU? What is the, let's say, acting one, what was the biggest thing you learned that you can remember that you were like, wow, I never thought of that before? Um... Lori told me in acting one it's not about putting on a show for the audience it's about you being in it to feel it mm-hmm. um, so you not to getting to the point where you're no longer acting you're living and that's something that Lori said that stuck with me all these years honestly so I guess that's kind of the one thing from acting one where I'm like remember you need to live it you're not you're not acting it and so when you get in that space and you get in front of people, this is your life. Like, whatever you're portraying, good or bad, it's who you are at that moment. Um, I'm no longer an actor who's worked the last six weeks on a script. I'm a person who's lived my whole life as this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, I think we're just skimming the surface. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Anthony, for coming on again. Thank you for having me. And with that, we are just skimming the surface. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to W Skim Milk on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to stay updated on future episodes. Also be sure to check out my website at wskimmilk.com for voiceover demos and more. This has been W Skim Milk. Have a great night, and remember to tune in next time.